0: With former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Croupin celebrity line. Thrilled to be joined by TSN's hockey insider. He is Darren Drager. Give him a follow on Twitter, at his name, Darren Drager. Darren, always appreciate the time. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you. How you doing today, my man?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. I'm stuffed. I'm not going to lie. I uh, ate a lot of turkey yesterday and uh, – just went back into round two for lunch. So I, I'm, I'm sensing if my phone will settle down, I'm sensing a big, fat nap in my near future.
2: <laughs> all right, Drakes, take us behind the curtain at the Drager Thanksgiving just for a second. Before we get okay. into all the, you know, not important stuff to do at yeah. the NHL, let's cover the big stuff first. What's your what's your go-to? Thanksgiving, is it t- the turkey, the stuffing, all the above?
1: Yeah, pretty much all the above. Uh, not really fancy uh, it's a bit more of a challenge because uh, the majority of my household so my my son my daughter um, and their significant others are gluten free so <laughs> trying to make stuffing gluten free <laughs> and make it and make it taste like real stuffing uh, man that's a challenge i actually used breadcrumbs, crumbs uh, gluten free bread uh, not bread crumbs sorry bread sticks that i we broke into little bite sized pieces Um, and it turned out pretty well. So other than that, no, it's your standard kind of Thanksgiving fare, but uh, we enjoyed it. Had a good night with family.
0: So, Darren, let's get to the hockey side of things, because I'm sure that has been consuming the other portion of your time over the weekend and into today. Uh, The big news here in St. Louis on Friday night was Tory Krug going to be the defenseman on the left side for the Blues moving forward for the next six years, seven and a half or excuse me, six and a half million dollars per season. Uh, Drags, when you look at what happened with Boston and Krug, What happened there? Why was Krug not somebody that they decided to bring back? You mentioned on Friday night, didn't even have an offer on the table anymore.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there was an offer at one point, clearly. um, And I appreciate Torrey's honesty. You know, as a member of the media, we like when players speak their minds and are direct. And uh, he did both of those things. He was very respectful of the Bruins organization and appreciative of all the things that he accomplished with the Boston Bruins, but you know he, he made it clear that it wasn't much of a negotiation. There was an offer, and it was kind of take it or leave it. Now, subsequently, uh, you know, Bruins sources say that it was ultimately rejected way back in the day, shortly after it was it was put out there by by Bruins management. So, I don't know that there's any benefit in going back through history here. Um, I don't think that that's going to help Tory it's not going to make the Boston Bruins look any better because they lost a key piece of, of their organization. I mean, Torrey Krug, as you guys know, is a top-notch NHL defenseman. St. Louis Blues fans are going to love this guy. Um, and the, the Bruins are, are weaker because of his departure. So uh, it's it's always interesting. But, fellas, as you can appreciate, this year it was way more difficult in this um, in this world of free agency because of the obvious, you know, there's just not enough dollars in the system for the players to get what they want to either stay with their club or get what they want in free agency. And and that's why more than ever, we're seeing these wild short-term deals like the one that Taylor Hall agreed to in Buffalo yesterday. So it's a trying time, but I'm sure Tory and, uh, you know, his, his family are glad it's behind them and looking forward to, uh, perhaps winning another Stanley Cup in St. Louis.
2: Drags with the uh, introduction of Torrey Krug to the Blues roster, it appears at this point 99.999% mm-hmm. that Alex yeah. Petrangelo will not be part of the Blues moving forward. From a national standpoint and the, the coverage that you guys do, which is phenomenal up there on TSN, is this surprising to you guys at all, seeing that Petrangelo basically let walk away, and then they turn and sign Krug very quickly following that.
1: Yeah, doesn't surprise me because Doug Armstrong's a wily old vet, right? And he would know better than any of us uh, how hard he tried to keep Alex Picarangelo the captain and in the fold with the St. Louis Blues. Now, there are some challenges that St. Louis and and other teams face uh, when it comes to, to cash flow, and because of that, you know, philosophically as well, they've they've got a position that they don't like giving out the signing bonus, the big tickets. Uh, And the structure of this deal was was challenging. You know, that's been um, widely covered, I would say, you know, not just in St. Louis, but here nationally in Canada and around the National Hockey League. So you get to a place where, you know, you've got to be willing to bend. And St. Louis bent a little bit, uh, but just not enough. And Look, I've got the utmost respect for players going into free agency because, Jamie, as you know, you earn your right to unrestricted free agency. You earn that right as a player. And when you're a a top-level player like Alex Petrangelo is, why wouldn't you want to go to market and investigate what's out there? Um, So that's that's exactly what Alex did. And, again, I, I have a high level of appreciation for that. But when you do that, the risk is pretty obvious you know like you're you're walking away from one organization that you know you've been uh proudly calling home for so many years but that organization isn't going to stand pat and and leave this gigantic hole in their lineup no they're going to go out and fill it and that's exactly what doug armstrong did uh now what would be interesting to me you know we all assume here and it's an assumption it's not done yet there's a negotiation that's happening with uh, with vegas and and i gotta believe that every hour that ticks by and the news doesn't come out that petrangelo has has signed a contract with the vegas golden knights there got to be other teams that are trying to wedge their way in finding out like what is happening here with petrangelo why isn't he signed is there you know any potential interest in team x y or Z? you know getting uh, back into the mix um and you know what if petrangelo went back to st louis and said hey this isn't going the way that you know, we had hoped. Is there any chance that uh, we could reconsider what was on the table? I don't, I'm not reporting that. I'm not suggesting that's going to happen. Twitter alert! But, yeah, <laughs> in, in, the, uh, in, in the darkness, in the corners of my tiny little brain, uh, I wonder about stuff like that when things like this drag on in the fashion that they have. Uh, I I suspect he'll get a deal done with Vegas, but it hasn't happened yet. And as I just said, you know, every hour that ticks by, that opens the door for for more speculation on that front.
2: Yeah, Drags, just to circle back to the situation right now with Petro and Vegas and the fact that that's the only team he's visited, it's well-documented at this point. There, The private jet was fueled up and waiting for him here in St. Louis. What for our listeners right now at home who the same as a lot of people wonder well why the heck isn't this done? There are some obstacles right now for Vegas in the way from signing cool. Alex Petrangelo. Maybe you could describe some of that.
1: Yeah, well, enormous to be fair, right? You know, the Vegas Golden Knights are a cap team. And with a flat cap at 81 5 they just don't have room for that significant uh, a piece financially. They love Alex Petrangelo. I, I mean, if, if, if it's an $85 million salary cap, we're probably not having this conversation. And maybe St. Louis would have signed him and kept him, um, paid whatever the dollar would have been to, to keep him there. But most definitely, uh, Vegas would find a way. So that's what Kelly McCrimmon is trying to do now. Um, Paul Stashny was a big piece of the Vegas Golden Knights, a real good heart-and-soul character glue guy, who even though he's in the back nine of his career here, obviously, he's going to fill a great need for the Winnipeg Jets as their number two center. Um, but that was a tough, tough move for the Vegas Golden Knights because, as you guys know, Stas is just a, a popular human being. Um, and, he, and, and McCrimmon can't be done yet. So, you know, the names that are out there are uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, Nate Schmidt of course I mean there were social media rumors that he was going to Florida last night and it didn't happen and I'm wondering if Florida is one of those teams that have circled back on Petro because the deal isn't done with Vegas you've got marc Rousseau's name is out there uh, Mark-Andre Fleury of course his name has been out there for a while it just feels like that one's too complicated so Kelly McCrimmon is trying to do all of this well, also negotiating with Newport Sports to try and land Alex Petrangelo. And and how about this one for a wild one, fellas? And I haven't tweeted or anything, so you're the first to hear it. Breaking news. Yeah, well, it isn't because Taylor Hall signed in Buffalo, but uh, Vegas was actually in on Taylor Hall.
2: Whoa. They're actually
1: in on Taylor Hall. And, and, you know, it got to a point, I believe that Taylor just said, okay, I'm not waiting anymore. And and any, you know, they would have been waiting the hall cap for McCrumman to clear some space. Um, And he wasn't able to do that. He wasn't able to find the right trade fit. But I, I, again, I'm going into the tiny corners of my brain here. And I'm looking at the salary cap of the Vegas Golden Knights and trying to figure out, well, number one, how are they fitting Petro into the mix? They're going to have to move more. Uh, And how would it, have even been conceivable mathematically (laughs) that they would have been able to bring in Hall and uh, Petro. So we know it's not going to happen because it didn't happen, but those are the things that uh, have been swirling around the Vegas Golden Knights over the last 24 to 48 hours.
0: Uh, Dregs, I wanted to ask you one other thing about the clause that we have heard so much about here in St. Louis over the last few months. Of course, I'm talking about the no-movement clause, and It ended up being Army decided not to do the full no-movement clause over the entire tenure of what would have been Petro's deal here in St. Louis. And now we know Tory Krug did not get a no-movement clause here in St. Louis. From what you're hearing around the league, uh, what is it about Army that he he doesn't want to give that to players? Typically, he believes that it it gives them more power than the ownership group. But how significant is that? And is that something that could be a hindrance to this team moving forward to sign other free agents, in your opinion?
1: Um, Well, it could be. I mean, players are always going to want to have, you know, full contract protection. I mean, deals are guaranteed. But they they want the trade protection, especially those with families, right? You know you 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 don't want to you know look at all. ackman Larson and the uh, Arizona Coyotes that that is a classic case right there. You know ackman Larson signs his eight year extension. You get the boatload of money. He gets the, the full no trade, no move clause, and he buys in and he makes sure he's protected because. He likes what what what's happening in Arizona, and he believes that you know they're they're building towards being a, a at least a playoff contending team, if not a Stanley Cup contending team. Things don't go the way that Arizona hopes, and new ownership decides that they're going to hit the rebuild button, and that does not include Oliver Ekman Larson. So you're sitting there as a player, going, "All right, well I negotiated in good faith. I realize and recognize that things change, but." I'm happy in Arizona, and if, if I'm going to remain happy and my family is going to remain happy, then here are the two destinations that I'm going to provide. And it was Boston, and uh, and it was Vancouver. Um, so it gets tricky, but as we've also learned, and it happens several times a year, um, you know the no trade clause almost doesn't matter anymore, does it? It almost doesn't matter. I mean, you know Tyler Johnson wins a Stanley Cup, and a day or two later he finds out that. You know, he's he's likely on his way out and, and other members of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, you're almost better to do what St. Louis does and not give the no trade or the no move clause because inevitably you don't want to box yourself in and you're probably going to have to ask that player, no matter who that player is, at some point in his career with the organization to waive it. So why give it in the first place?
2: Dregs, one final question for you here, buddy. Um, the Blues didn't just sign Tory Krug over the weekend. They yeah. also brought in an old goat, a good, tough guy, and Kyle Clifford. He was in your backyard last year with the yeah. Maple Leafs. What are your thoughts on this addition? And tell us a little bit about Kyle Clifford.
1: Yeah, I love Cliffy. He's a good man uh, for starters. He's just a, a real good guy. So, you know, Blues fans are going to like him. He'll be really good for the organization. He's an honest player. Uh, you know, a bit of a throwback. Uh, you know, a bit like Patty Maroon, um, you know, different in a lot of ways, but, you know, same type of, of honest characteristics as a hockey player, if you will, he didn't seem fit in Toronto for whatever reason. And maybe the timeline uh, just wasn't long enough, you know, to, for Sheldon Keefe and, and the Maple Leafs organization to, to get a real good handle on his value, but he's, he's a power forward. He's, You're not your prototypical power forward in that, you know, in the makeup of a superstar because he's he's not that. But, you know, if he's playing in your bottom six, then you've got a a real good team and you've got, you know, depth in all forward positions. Um, Can he play in your top six? Yeah, he can play in the top six, Uh, maybe not game in and game out, but he's going to hold people accountable. He's going to make it difficult uh, against uh, the opposing teams. And I think blues fans are going to like him because like I said, he's an excellent hockey player, but on top of that, he's a, he's a real good person.
0: Dre's just real quick. We got about 30 seconds here. Uh, yeah. You mentioned the Vegas golden Knights were potentially in on hall. Are we hearing anything else about the Blues? Should we be expecting anything else from them in free agency?
1: No, no, I don't think so. But you know, again, guys, have a look at the market right now, right? Um, all the free agents that are still out there, and I'm not connecting the the big forwards like Defoli or Hoffman or any of that, but there are some really good players out there available. So if Army can improve his team, he's going to do that. Uh, and the opportunity to to score an excellent term and get players on the cheap has never been more available to these general managers than it is right now. So. I'm not counting Doug Armstrong out just yet.
0: He's Darren Drager, TSN's Hockey Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Darren Drager. Darren, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Get back to some of that turkey and take yourself a good nap this (laughs) afternoon, my man.
1: <laughs> That's the plan,
0: guys. Be well. You got it. That's Sarah Drager joining us here on 101 ESPN.
2: Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S H I P T.com.